1: Let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans.
2: We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F O U R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at F O U R 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to four82 designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality t-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
0: First off, if the light years look better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality.
2: Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing, and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans, but that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All, right. all
0: right, everybody, it's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call, hey, Dave, <laughs> fuck up my own name, and AJ Strange Brew, he's back in the saddle again. Never get three of us in at the same time, huh? It's always like, it's <laughs> gotta be one or the other, but that's all right. AJ, how you doing?
1: Wait a minute, Joe's not here? (laughs)
0: Sorry, man. (laughs) Contractual obligations. (laughs) That happens. Today's topic, top five Jake the Snake-Robert matches of all time. I'm going to tell you what, for me, this wasn't as easy because when I started thinking about Jake the Snake, I realized what I always liked about Jake the Snake and was most important to me was the angles that he was involved in, whether it was, you know, the, the, the cobra biting savage or the DDT on the concrete or the vignettes where he turned his back on the warrior or even as a baby face where rude wore the tights of his wife. I mean, it wasn't the matches for Jake. It was almost all about the angle. He was a great wrestler, but the thing that was like historic, I think about his career with these crazy storylines, he was in,
1: even when he had his altercations with Andre, the giant, he seemed Mm -hmm. to actually be able to even it out and be able to, Mm -hmm. it it, it was all about storylines. Jake's also one of the few people that we do, Ooh, the majority of his best matches for me are going to be in the WWE. Yeah. A lot R- of times, rarity. with a lot of these older wrestlers, a lot of their better matches, because of the length they were able to go in other areas, because mm-hmm. they were able to get more than five, 10 minute matches. A right. lot of their matches, their better matches, were in other areas. And right. I don't feel that way with Jake. I think the majority of his good matches, mm-hmm. to me, were in the WWE. So of
0: the higher-profile matches, but the thing is, too, I think me and you both say this. I got to see a little more Mid-South wrestling than you did. But mm-hmm. when I tuned in, Jake had just left. So, I didn't see a lot of that Eric, That could be where there's he- some really good finds for Jake, if you want to go look. I know he had a great feud with uh, Dirty Dick Slater they still talk about today.
1: But... I- I looked in there, I looked at Mid-Atlantic, and I looked mm. in Georgia because I knew those were all places. He was part of that original oh, the Legion, Legion of, Doom. of Doom in Georgia. Mm. And to be honest with you, as much as I enjoyed Jake's work, he was so much more polished by the time he got to the WWE right. than he was in those other areas. The Jake the Snake that you <laughs> see early on in his career doesn't show up in tights he shows up sometimes in tights sometimes in these weird looking sweatpants with weird looking cowboy boots i just found his matches unfortunately to be more polished Mm. in the wwe and (laughs) i i found him to struggle when he left the wwe so yeah it's very
0: ironic huh like almost vince was really good for him he knew how to like keep jake at least creatively like on the right track now his his
1: interviews throughout are fantastic yes but his match quality just seemed to drop off before and after the WWE. Even
0: before we kick this off, I will say one other area too. I remember seeing him in was world class actually early world class yeah. stuff with Gino Hernandez, and they had absolutely uh, baby doll who was going under the name Andrea the Giant, and because yeah. of her height. And uh, they would it was very interesting. Like as a child, like to watch these old videos of them because like. Jake the Snake at that time was, like, making out with her, (laughs) like, during the matches and stuff. It was, like, stuff you wouldn't have seen. Like, very cutting edge stuff that was, like, you know, adult-oriented at that time. Very
1: uncomfortable. (laughs) All right,
0: I'm going to start off with my man Tim Hartford. He's got number five, Rick Rude, 1988 Saturday Night's Main Event, Undertaker, WrestleMania 8, Macho Man Randy Savage, 1992. <laughs> 92, baby, whenever they wrestled, you pick any of those matches. And then he even said this next one versus Steamboat, pick one. And Ted DiBiase, Mania Six. So Sorry, you know, I'm looking
1: it up right now.
0: All good matches. I'm going to say that you know, out of those guys, I think the best chemistry he had was with Randy Savage. No.
1: Yeah, he did have good chemistry with Rude also. Yes. But his chemistry with Randy Savage was just off the charts, but that's once again Randy Savage probably ma- mapping out the majority of that match and how much of it was not in Jake's control. Mm. One thing about Jake-, go ahead. Jake, well Jake might have been a top guy over a lot of the people on that list. However, he was not the top guy over Randy Savage. So
0: Yeah. And not to get sidetracked, but one thing I want to talk about like the Randy Savage documentary that came out recently. Did. I know a lot of people didn't like, but it was one thing that you said that reminded me of that. Randy Hogan even admits that Savage would call him up at like 2 in the morning sometimes to go over something. And it's like, Randy, you know, now he's like, you know, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And Savage would be like, you should care this much too. It's important. And that's how Savage was. So yeah, like it's not surprising that anybody would have their best matches with Randy Savage. Yeah,
1: and obviously you have to give credit to Jake because he's able to sure. perform. However, you also have to give credit to Savage for being that passionate. And when you look at It's very hard to find a bad Savage match. Mm -hmm. Now, I have Jesse from New Hampshire coming up on my first list. He's got Jake versus Rude from Saturday Night's Main Event in 1988. Mm -hmm. He's got Jake versus Savage from Saturday Night's Main Event. Jake versus Martell in the blindfold match from WrestleMania 7. Jake versus the Honky Tonk Man from WrestleMania 3. Jake versus Sting in the coal miners glove match from 1992 Halloween Havoc. Mm. i'm gonna disagree with a couple of these okay one the match with halloween havoc havoc is one of the worst matches on the planet <laughs>
0: he loves that joke
1: <laughs> the honky talk man was straight garbage the storyline was okay mm. but uh, the match itself is straight garbage but i will give him credit on this the blindfold match that he had with rick Martel. Mm -hmm. They did as good with that gimmick as anybody that I've ever seen try to do a blindfold match. It was
0: the first one I ever saw. I know they did other ones elsewhere, but that was the first one I ever saw. So to me, it was unique. So spoiler, I actually have that on my list too, just because it was so different at the time. It
1: it was different. And like I said, I thought they actually did a good job of selling the blindfold, which I'm not convinced that they were blinded. I
0: I, I would never... No, I would never... uh... I don't think I've ever liked another blindfold match really again. It's not really something, you know, that really works. I got Randy Osga. He's got Ricky Steamboat, the big event, August 28, 1986. Jake the Snake, Rick Rude, Rude Awakening versus DDT, Madison Square Garden. Jake Roberts versus Honky Tonk, Mania 3. People love that one. Jake versus mm. Savage, Saturday's Main Event, IC title match, November 29, 1986. And Jake versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, King of the Ring, 96. I <clears throat> will say this. A lot of this list, too, like when I'm looking to pick here today, is usually we're looking for match quality. I'm kind of looking for maybe significance a little more this time, because again, there's some good matches, but I feel like, again, with storyline the way Jake is and this is his career, I think I'm more looking for significance because it's just. I just think with Jake,
1: the storyline's got to be a big part of it, right? You might not necessarily care for the matches that he had, but when you look at the emotion that was invested into it. When we look at it as a one off match now, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to judge the match than when you remember how caught up you were in the storyline.
0: Yeah, a great worker, but for me, a lot of us just were guys he got pulled up in the storylines he was pulled up. Jake was just, again, he was such a heavy story driven competitor, I think, for most of his career. Even going to WCW, Coal Miners Club, it was all about the snake and it was all the stuff that would sting. You know, it wasn't about, It wasn't Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. It wasn't about the in-ring action as much.
1: No. Yeah. The thing is, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero could go out and have a match with no storyline whatsoever. Right. Jake had to have the storyline.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So here we go. I've got Mike, don't call me Huckleberry Flynn. He's got Savage, Saturday Night's Main Event, Steamboat uh, versus Steamboat on Saturday Night's Main Event, 1986. That We've got Rick Rude, Saturday Night's Main Event, 1988. I'm seeing a trend here with Saturday Night's Main Events. Yeah. Undertaker at Mania. And now we've got Austin, the King of the Ring match. Not because of his performance, but because he was in his lifestyle at the time. The story and everything going into that Austin and where it propelled Austin Mm. after that match. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Once again, his list. If you look at the stories behind it, mm-hmm. the 92 main event with Savage is because of the snake bite. That's not the heel versus heel one. Nope. That is actually after the snake bite. Um, still got talk Steam- about. You got the Steamboat Saturday night's main event with uh, DDT on the concrete. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, rude once again with his wife's pitchers on rude tights. Yep. You've got Undertaker where obviously all that storyline And then you've got the Austin once again, which makes them with I'm cleaning sober, look at me, Bible thumping. Yeah. And making Austin's career basically right there. Yeah. So great storyline driven stuff.
0: You legit shoot laughed at Jake's wife being on the picture of uh, Rick Roots tights. (laughs) That gives you a chuckle every time. It does. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. All that stuff again. It's this great story. I'm going to go right into the next one here with Scott. Because he's got an interesting match on here, I like. Got Steamboat Saturday Night's Main Event '86, and then he's got Roberts, Vader, Rude, Super Invader wow. versus The Sinners, Sting, Nikita Koff, Clash of the Champions '92, eight man elimination. I want to say that's the Clash of Champions, yeah, where it was like the twentieth anniversary or something of TBS, and they had Andre the Giant and other people on there. He's got versus twenty nine other men at Royal Rumble '92. I think he's obviously the one Flair won, so he's concerned that one. Oh, well, Jake was involved in that match. Savage Tuesday night in Texas, 1991. This is the infamous one where Savage wins Queens, and afterward, Jake the Snake, again, storyline driven, punches Elizabeth in the face, slaps her. Yeah. Him. Yep. That got such mega heat at that time. And then last but not least, oh man, I think you'll appreciate this one. Scott's got Jake versus sobriety. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which which is one he, it appears he has finally won. Yeah,
0: it has finally it's, won. it yeah. been an Iron
1: Man match. They've, <laughs> go, they've gone 30 years, but <laughs> maybe longer. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> what my, you my last list other than my own is actually Mrs. St. John's favorite baby boy, Zach St. John. It is versus Steamboat from nineteen eighty six in Madison Square Garden. How's that for a gem? We've got versus dustin rhodes wcw saturday night 1992
0: that's a good one that's a that's a random one yeah
1: yeah rick rude for october of 1988 steve austin from the king of the ring Mm. and randy savage from tuesday in texas so another randy savage match thrown into the mix
0: yeah that tuesday in texas one i've heard a couple times now and obviously austin King in a Ring, so we got. I think we got a couple of leading candidates here, but let me uh, give you my list. I got the Martel blindfold match again. That's the first time I've ever seen that. I got, also got Ricky Steamboat from the Big Event. The Big Event, by the way, for people who don't know, was actually this uh, show. I want to say that was exclusively made for Coliseum Home Video. It wasn't a pay per view or anything, but this was during Prime Hogan era. He's main eventing this with Mr. Wonderful Paul Horndorf. Yeah. and they drew like seventy four thousand people for essentially. I mean, a, a glorified house show. to ended up just being on tape. But, yeah, they got a lot of people for that. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things I always remember seeing as a kid. And then we got Jake the Snake, again, versus Savage Tuesday in Texas. Undertaker Mania 8. It's another one I just find iconic. That tombstone on the outside of the ring that, he, you know, brings him in. It's just Undertaker is basically ending Jake's initial WWE run. And we never saw him again there until many years after. Until he would come back. You know, and then he was probably most known for being in that match with Austin, King of the Ring, which led to Austin 316, of course. So I would say another thing, you know, like, just before we, I'll let you finish up here, like, going through all this stuff, you know, like, you know, the first blindfold match, hitting Elizabeth, the big event. There's, like, all these different things he was just involved in. The DDT on the concrete where we talked about, kind of in passing here but legit knocked out ricky steamboat if you go and watch that it's incredible he's picking up dead weight
1: well the funny thing is he talks about that match often and Mm -hmm. the thing is he told ricky steamboat it wasn't a good idea right 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 he he told ricky steamboat you can't take it like that your head's gonna hit the concrete it's gonna hurt yeah
0: and And ricky said
1: no 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 i've taken it many times i'm good (laughs) <laughs> and they knocked him the fuck out.
0: And one other thing, too, another angle here that's probably people that we all remember, but it's not a match. Jake is also most known for me is that wedding at the reception where it was Randy is at, and then Jake gives him the Cobra, and there's uh, you know an Undertaker there, and Liz is freaking out screaming, and just excellent, excellent stuff as far as storylines go. All right, AJ, I'll let you wrap it up here. What do you got?
1: So my first one is actually him versus the Undertaker from I believe Wrestle uh, was it WrestleMania eight. eight. Yes. So that's the Undertaker's second win. Yeah. in his trilogy, in his large amounts of wins, mm-hmm. and that that once again storyline driven. It's when we see the Undertaker turn good. Mm-hmm. He's actually doing the right thing now. It's
0: I, I'll, I'll throw in one thing too. I don't know if you remember, but it goes like before that too. He actually stopped Jake from hitting Elizabeth with a chair when yes. uh, they were coming back from a match. It was like maybe a Saturday or a Friday night main event, and Jake was waiting behind her to blast whoever came first with a chair. Savage or Elizabeth and Taker caught him stopped it and this led to the whole thing and then on the funeral power Paul or Jake trapped Undertaker's arm in a casket and then hit him and casket. started Taker just sitting yeah. up and he could not hurt Taker and Taker's fall and as a kid again I'm, I'm loving this stuff this is like really under I think maybe Jake doesn't get enough credit for really helping launch Undertaker's career in a lot of ways at that
1: point when you look at how many people Jake got over that way mm-hmm. it, it, it's absolutely incredible yeah, uh, certainly
0: not uh, alone. Um, the world title victories over Hulk Hogan helped. No, no, absolutely but,
1: not. But you know, Jake, Jake was, big was part. very good at getting over other talent. Yeah, All right. So we got the Undertaker one. I got Randy Savage in him. I actually have them twice on my list. So we might as well talk about both of them. Mm-hmm. I've got Saturday night's main event from November. And yeah. then I also have the 1992 Saturday night's main event. Uh, two separate matches, but I put both of them on the list. One, because it was the first time I really saw a good heel versus heel match. Mm. where I didn't want to cheer for either person, but I was very enthralled in the match. And then the other one, I think that they did a great job with just the vitriol and the hatred between the two of them coming out on screen, and just each of them sold their part just better than you can imagine. Yes, that heel versus heel was
0: during the intercontinental era of Randy Savage. Absolutely. That was really good. Yeah.
1: And then my fourth one is Ricky Steamboat, Saturday Night's Main Event. Once again, we talked about it. It, it, It's a good all-around match, and everything in the rivalry just is fantastic between them, between the knockout, between the DDT. Mm -hmm. You legitimately believe in how hurt Steamboat was and how much it means the match between the two. I of them. Mean,
0: the rematch, well, from the, the first one was more an angle where he knocked him out, but the rematch, too, I also remember, too, is when Ricky had a kimono dragon. and Yeah, he knocked came back the with the dragon versus the snake. The snake, turns the snake. Turns around. <laughs> it's so good.
1: Yeah, it, it just, once again, a great storyline. Mm-hmm. And then the number five match, him versus Rude, I think that it gets lost how much heat there was there. hmm I don't think the people that have are looking back on it without being there understand what that match actually meant. Rude went out there and basically accosted her for a kiss, knowing that it was his. What did dead.
0: it at the time? She, well, she he didn't, didn't know at first, but right. then
1: he finds out that it's Jake's wife, Cheryl Roberts, and then he starts wearing his wife, on his tights, mm-hmm. airbrushed onto his tights everywhere he goes and then every time he sees her in the crowd he's making moves towards her and saying Mm -hmm. things and yeah it's just such a good storyline that unfortunately i think is a little lost in time and they had great matches over it too it wasn't great technical matches Mm -hmm. but it was matches where you believe these two guys were trying to kill each other they had pull-aparts they had freaking great matches in a time period where you didn't see that as much
0: yeah, and WWE, too, is actually very uh, geared towards children back then. And uh, so when you saw these adult angles come out, they were really, really The only other cool.
1: time I saw a pull-apart like that was Junkyard do- Dog versus a Snickers bar. Snickers
0: bar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can't hand me like Oof. All right, I'm going to go, as far as I'm concerned, our top three. I think we want to put Jake and Austin there for significance. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, the King of the Ring. Jake and Savage Tuesday in Texas. I think we've heard that enough. Yeah, I don't know, man. What are you thinking for that third spot?
1: It's hard, you know. I want to put Rude there just because I don't want to put another Savage match there, you know, but Steamboat. any one of the Savage matches could actually <laughs> be the third match there.
0: I feel like Steamboat and the big event got mentioned a few times here. We could do, yeah, that. you
1: could do that too. Yeah, the uh, the thing is, is that a lot of those matches are interchangeable. This uh, this is actually a harder five three one, just due to the fact that the storylines are so driven in there. But yeah, let's go with Steamboat.
0: Let's go with Steamboat. So that being said, since we're looking more for, you know, storyline everything, I'm going to kick out, I don't know. What do you want to kick out first, actually? I mean, it wasn't like I actually we am gonna lost kick out the Austin, Steam- but I mean.
1: I'm actually going to kick out the Steamboat one. Yeah. The sto- I think we forget how driven that storyline was to the King of mm-hmm. the Ring with Jake, uh, that it was his redemption, that he yeah. had worked so hard. The attack, we forget the attack by Vader. We forget the attack. That's how he was working with the bruised ribs, how he ended Austin up... Austin had the legit
0: stitches. Yeah, the legitimate... And,
1: from- and let's face it, without that match, without that saying... That promo. Does Steve Austin get over the way he got over?
0: So we're, we're jumping ahead. We're going... This is the winner this week is Steve Austin. Oh, do yeah. you want to go... Right. No, okay.
1: I do. I'm good with that. I mean, okay. I, we can jump ahead to that. Mm-hmm. I, I would put that over the Savage match only yeah. because... I don't think the Savage and Jake match got either one over past where they were. They were already megastars by Tuesday in Texas. They were already both Mm -hmm. legitimate shooting stars in the WWE. It didn't do anything to further either one of their careers. However, it was a great match. Whereas the one between Jake and Austin is always going to be probably one of the most remembered times in wrestling. Yeah,
0: the launching pad for Austin 316. And I think that trumps anything we got going on here today. So Just by right, t-shirt
1: dude. sales alone.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that, Jake. You helped launch, launch Austin 316. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Guy's had a hell of a career. He's still going on managing AEW Lance Archer.